0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 8 of Game on Girl. This is your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, as I'm known on Twitter. Before Rhonda and I get started on the episode, I have a very exciting announcement to make. We are officially done with the dashes. What does that mean? <laughs> we are now GameOnGirl.com, G-A-M-E-O-N-G-I-R-L.com, no more dashes in the URL. So please, update your bookmarks and come celebrate with me, Game on Girl style, by Gaming Together. I've also created a group on Steam for listeners of the podcast to come join me while I game. If you don't know Steam, it's a gaming site where you can purchase and play games with your friends. The first game I ever played through Steam was Plants vs. Zombies, which was actually a recommendation that Rhonda made during her interview.
1: Yeah, I consider that a entry level drug for gaming.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I got, um, I got a really good friend of mine hooked on t- tower defense games and on Steam games specifically uh, through Plants vs Zombies. And now I own Plants vs Zombies on Steam. I have it on my Xbox because you can play um, cooperatively on the Xbox, but you can also play versus each other on the Xbox, so one person can be the plants so and one person is the zombies. Oh, no way. Yes, it is. It is insanely fun and really and really different. It, you really have to sort of adapt to when you're actually playing against somebody controlling the zombies instead of the computer, so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, but it's interesting how many um, non-traditional gamers, which that's a whole topic we've got to talk about, yeah. but... Um, that how they find interest and hook on to Plants vs. Zombies because my mom, my sister, my brother all got hooked playing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got my mom started on it too, you know, and she's 77. And I, when I was there, she only had it on my computer, but I had her play it on my computer and she was like, oh, this is really fun. And she really liked planting all the plants and stuff. So it, it really oh, yeah. is a good sort of... And they actually, um, they, they had a, a scene with it in true blood i mean it was just like a passing scene but one of the vampires was on a on a touch screen you know like an ipad um or a tablet and they were actually playing plants versus zombies awesome <laughs> and i was like hey i know that <laughs> so it is it is sort of one of the big the big ones well
1: PopCap games um uh, is pretty awesome um if you don't follow them on twitter uh last week they were giving away um, a, a, play- a deck of playing cards to promote their Bejeweled Blitz oh. game, and I won the deck of cards, and they actually happened to be really gorgeous, but nice. what I was more excited about is that they threw in a bumper sticker <laughs> that says, I Brains
0: PVZ. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's totally awesome. So yeah, so come and play um, uh, with me, and um, and uh, there's about ten people I think in the group so far uh, on Steam. Game on, girl um, on Steam. There's a link on the website, and you can find me if you want to friend of me. I'm Doc Liz with two Z's on Steam as well. That's, that's the same handle I have for Twitter. So for this episode of Game on, girl, Ron and I are taking on a hot trend closely related to the gaming community. Gamification. I suppose the first question we should address is what is gamification?
1: Yeah, the first time I'd heard about it, heard the word you had mentioned it to me, Regina. And I, I, I think at that time is when I just started noticing things in uh, regular pop culture news uh, articles about gamification. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and so it's sort of this idea of um, different industries and in different um, uh, areas using game mechanics to either engage people in in different things um is a big a big thing one of the first times i heard about it was through extra credits actually they did a gamification episode um i think about a year maybe a year and a half ago and they were talking about how you could actually use it in education um, instead of um and and changing the ideas of the way people think about getting getting grades in school so instead of thinking that you have an a when you start and you're working down from that like everything is a, a point against you from getting you know the best grade you can working up from the bottom you know as as and and gaining experience points as you're as you're you know writing or as you're doing assignments for class that was one of the first times that I had sort of heard about it and so some people are adopting you know those kinds of things in education and um I've been like you said looking for examples of it since, uh, since I sort of got exposed to it as well, which leads us to our, our guest that we have today, because um, I found some unexpected places that I've seen some gamification. So today we have my friend Tony, uh, who I've known since high school, uh, joining us on the podcast.
2: Hey, Tony. Hey, Regina. Hey, Rhonda. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks, oh, for, thanks for being us. here.
0: Yeah, we're delighted that you're here. So Tony is a marathon runner. In fact, he's a titanium marathoner, which means he ran 52 marathons in one calendar year last year, which... I have to admit, still blows me away.
2: (laughs) I have to admit, it still blows me away, too.
0: (laughs) I bet it does. (laughs) Tony runs under the name of Endorphin Dude, complete with cape and personalized headbands. And yes, I will have uh, some pictures up on the site. So before we get started talking about uh, your Titanium experience, Tony, um, I want to hear about your gaming history. Uh, Tell us a little bit about when you started gaming, what kind of games you play, and how sort of games have been involved in your life.
2: Yeah, well, um, I'm... I'm I'm rapidly approaching forties, so I grew up like in the late seventies, early eighties. And back then you may recall we have this little box called the Atari. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I, I grew up with the Atari and the ColecoVision and the Intellivision and Activision and all those things. And I was addicted to all these games. And so I've been a gamer since I was like a kid. And I remember, like, the games that always really got me going were, like, the ones where you had to go from point A to point B to um, reach an end goal, like save a princess or uh, get a pot of gold or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was all about, like, the Super Mario Brothers and things like that. And um, and also Pac-Man, you know, you have to finish <laughs> the, the maze and stuff. And, and I got to tell you, Regina and Rhonda, there were times where my mother was so concerned for me because I'd be sitting on the floor in my living room for like eight, nine, 10 hours to the point where the left side of my body would be, be so numbed up because I w- wouldn't move. You know, I would just have my hand on the joystick and just keep going. Um, she thought I was having a stroke at one point. <laughs> So that's, so, that's much my, my history with gaming. And these days as an adult, because now that I run so much, um, my gaming time has been uh, limited more to like iPhone apps. Mm-hmm. So I play a lot of like the, the games that are on the phone these days, because it's just more convenient when you're sitting on the bus, you can just kind of play a little bit right. of uh, games on the phone. Right.
1: Did you have a question, Rhonda? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, it's obvious that uh, Tony's focus and discipline mm-hmm. was definitely showing itself it with for a uh, a future or better application than going <laughs> in front
0: of a TV screen. <laughs> Absolutely, that that dedication is definitely something that that I could also attest to from the time that I've known Tony as well. <laughs> um, although I didn't I didn't actually witness the the um, the numbing, um, gameplay, (laughs) 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 but we spent many hours, uh, um, rehearsing for, for shows together.
1: Oh, we've all done it. Yeah. If we admit it, we've all done it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we have, we have. So, so Tony, so, so you consider yourself a gamer. So, so that is, that is uh, like something that you would identify with.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that. Um, I, in in this stage of my life I don't play as much as I used to mm-hmm. but um but I'm still part of the whole um the scene yeah so so how would
0: you then how would you go about defining a gamer
2: you know it's it's so hard to define a gamer because gamers come in all different shapes and sizes and everything you know mm-hmm. so I just think of a gamer as someone who is goal oriented someone who wants to get from point A to point B I, I relate to that because I'm that way. When right. I am playing a game, I have a goal that's set in my mind. So um, that's how I would define a gamer, someone who is just really um, – wants to get from point A to point B, wants to get a, a, a task-oriented person who wants to win.
1: Awesome. That's definitely Yeah, that's something new we haven't heard. Yeah,
0: I was just going to say that that's something different I don't I don't think I've ever, uh, you know, in the in the interviews that I did for the dissertation and all that I, I don't think anybody actually said, you know, goal-oriented, uh, you know, a lot of the the popular gamification research right now is talking about how gamers are problem solvers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the big thing that that the gaming essentially is learning how to solve problems, um, which is true of even even basic shooter games. If you're playing, you know, a first-person shooter, you still have to go into the environment and learn the environment and learn, you know, the best way to sort of approach whatever bad guy you're going after. So. You know, problem solving, but but goal oriented is different. I I like that, and I like the idea of getting from point A to point B. You know, getting to your princess, who of course is
2: another. I know exactly where the power pellet is. I know how to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: You're not going to miss that at all. <laughs> so, so how did how did gaming sort of interact with you for for the titanium experience for for running in general? So, how, how did you sort of map these two things together?
2: Okay. Well, let, let me give a uh, just a brief description of sure. uh, just a little background, background. on me yep, absolutely. because um, I'm not sure if your listeners um, really know exactly what titanium means and uh, what I do. Um, basically i 'm in a club called Marathon Maniacs, and we are a club for extreme marathoners i mean that 's what that 's what I identify myself as an extreme marathoner. We are a group of people who pretty much meet up every weekend and run marathons twenty six point two miles so um i when I started training for my first marathon um, i i 'm one of those people who was very unhealthy. I lived a very sedentary life, and it caught up with me. One day, I thought I was having a heart attack. I um, came home from work one day and pretty much just collapsed onto my living room floor. And um, it was a wake-up call for me. So I knew that I needed to make some changes in my life. So I took my dog for a walk around the block, and the next day, it led to two blocks. And before I knew it, I was taking these long urban hikes all throughout San Francisco and losing a lot of weight feeling good and life was great so I decided I was going to train for a marathon now the thing is that I am not a natural born athlete so I had to learn a lot of these things uh stretching and uh, running and breathing and um
0: all the skills all the skills that go around with with all the skills that that, yeah
2: that supports it Mm -hmm. exactly exactly this is where the um, gamification process came came in because um, when I trained for that first marathon, it, it got it was tough getting those long runs in. You have to really train and put your mileage in. So when I got to like miles fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, there's this this wall, this figurative wall that every runner faces. And basically what that wall is, it's another word for it is bonking. That's when you just lose everything, whether it's physical or mental. So I would always hit that wall early on, like at miles 14 and 15. And I needed a way to get over that wall. And so in my mind, I created a video game. And as I noted earlier on the top of the show, I'm all about the kinds of games that gets you from point A to point B, saving the princess. Um, Along the way, you have to deal with all these obstacle courses. Mm -hmm. So that's basically how I created this persona of Endorphin Dude. Endorphin Dude is a superhero. Um, He is the marathon caped crusader who's out to save the world one couch potato at a time. And he was doing that through running. But when endorphin dude is down, that that doesn't help the cause. So when I would get to like each mile marker, mile 13, 14, 15, I would visualize that I would have my power pellet there that would give me the energy to move on to the next level. And every mile that I would make would be the next level and it would get me closer and closer to rescuing the princess so that's how that whole uh, gamification process started for me and how um, it ties in with my marathon training.
1: Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty quiz essential mastery play, isn't it, Regina? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, absolutely. I was I was just thinking along those same lines in terms of understand. I mean, truly titanium yeah. Status just in general is probably, you know, you can back me up on this, Tony, is probably the top you can you can get, right, in terms of well uh, yeah, uh, short of the people who run 100 miles at a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> see,
2: see, the thing about titanium, basically, there are levels within Marathon Maniacs. And it really – being in this club – it's like being in a video game. There could be a video game called Marathon Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> because for every, every X number of races you run, you rack up points, uh, stars to get oh. to the next level. So
0: they are using uh, experience points or, or whatever. They're, they're, so oh, so yeah. you're, you're, you're actually doing in that. Oh, I didn't realize
2: that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and, and this club, not anyone can join. You have to qualify, mm-hmm. first of all. So to qualify to get into Marathon Maniacs, I had to run three marathons in three months just to get to the first level, which is bronze. Mm -hmm. And then if you run six marathons in six months, that's silver, and then so on. And you could just keep moving up and up and up. And the top level of Marathon Maniacs is titanium, Mm. 10 stars, and I wanted it. (laughs) And that's why I pursued it. And it was one big video game for me throughout my titanium, my my titantification process is what, what I call it. Uh-huh, very nice. And <laughs> see, the,
1: this all the whole gamification not only shows how gaming can uh, solve problems or teach us skills, but it's a it's another way that we've mentioned before the player types very closely identify with our own personality types anyway. Right. And the part. Of Tony that makes him want to get from A to B and to receive that accomplishment is part of his personality. And he has found a way to apply that and apply his uh, personality of playing to successes, to the successes he needed to do for health or for happiness. I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't know why it had never hit me before, when people kind of look down on people who game or the idea that gaming can produce skills in people. Um, you know, they, they use games with uh, toys with kids mm-hmm. to teach them the alphabet, to teach them what sounds farm animals make. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all toys sold by play school at Toys R Us. right. And so the idea that as adults, for some reason, that we quit learning or we quit using this system, um, I think, is just extremely kind of naive and short-sighted.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, well, you know, you know, my whole mission here is, <laughs> is, yeah. is, is to make this so so people understand that gaming isn't this – uh, it, it doesn 't have to be the the extreme cases we often see in the media of addiction and things where where, where tragic things happen and i 'm not saying that those things don 't happen. But, you know, in terms of, of the skills that you can come away from gaming with, and even if it's, you know, uh, as you're visualizing it, you're getting the power up when you hit the next, the next mile. I mean, that's a great metaphor. And, and we all work in metaphors. And so, and so gaming and, and gamification and, so, and sort of this idea of turning things that we might not want to do otherwise into a game reinforces that idea that, you know, gamers are problem solvers and that gaming can be and gaming mind frame mindset can really sort of help and improve and you know and change you know i don't want to get too um (laughs) too celebratory but 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 you know running clearly tony changed your life and and the fact that there was a gaming component to that for you i think is just is just proof of of the power it can have
2: And you know, Regina, I I was just kind of thinking about what you were saying about the problem-solving aspect of it. And um, it is true. During the process of training, I had to go through so much problem-solving because it's like when you know that you're going to hit the wall at about mile 14, what do you do to change it? What do you do to fix that problem? So it's like I, I, I knew that, you know, okay, when you're playing a video game, if you're going to get knocked out at level three by, um, you know, you, you know how Donkey Kong, he's throwing those barrels down, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, know you know how many times I tripped over those barrels when I'm like running. Sure. I figured a way to jump over the barrels. Mm-hmm. I figured a way to go around it. That's problem solving. And that's how the gamification worked for me during my titanification. So it all goes hand in hand.
0: Right, right. Yeah, they they all sort of interact um, and interact. And I think that's a great observation too, Rhonda, about – how important games are as 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 kids, and how we learn through, you know, you know, when, when you play pretend and and all those different things that you do when you're sort of testing out who you are, um, and who you want to be, and what kinds of things you want to do. You know, those are all safe ways to to learn, and so and, you know, gaming really is that as well.
1: Yeah, and it, definitely not trying to um, glorify gaming too too much all all I want to point out is that the the everyday kinds of things that um, people recommend in in motivational speeches and motivational books are the same kind of things that you can get from gaming Mm -hmm. Uh, like like Tony mentioned um, visualization Mm -hmm. that's a very common way visualize your goal and achieve it right the imagery is a, a wonderful motivator because you can say success, and people, every single person has an entirely different image that applies to them. Right. And so, to be able to visualize a video game while he's running, um, that's that's a custom built uh, motivational system right, right there. Right.
0: And it, I have a, a similar. I've had a similar experience as well, where. Um, I, I recently started dance classes and I've been going to Zumba, but I, I had, before that, I had been using my my Xbox Kinect and Dance Central as one of the ways that I was working out. And the interface on Dance Central is... Um, you are mimicking the dancer on the screen. And so when your movements are out of sync with the dancer on the screen, it will turn red and then gray. If you stay out of sync, it turns red and then gray. And you're, you're dancing in a certain space on the floor, and so you have to stay within a certain circle. And I've become, you know, relatively familiar with this interface from from playing the game. Now, now Very few of my friends will. you You can play it, you know, with people nobody wants to do it with me because I have a lot of dance experience and so (laughs) nobody wants to play with me so I end up doing it on my own a lot but now that I'm going to in-person dance classes I still see that interface when when I'm watching the instructor I'm I'm thinking of how closely I'm mimicking what she's doing and oh, my hand wasn't where it's was supposed to be, so that would be red now. I still see it, and mm-hmm. um, and it flashes up when you're when you're perfect and you're perfectly in sync with the, the character on the screen. You get a flawless move, and this is how you gain points and you get stars. And so, and sometimes when I'm feeling when I'm not, you know it. Feeling so energized about being there, I think, okay, I want to get five stars on this next song, so I'm really going to focus and, and work to get myself so I stay in time and step and you know etc cetera, etc, cetera. and so so I still apply those game mechanics in in even the dancing.
1: Well, I was wondering. I um, I've read through uh, Tony's blog, and one of the things that the other things that I notice um, is uh, the inspiration that Tony brings to other people. Um, It it seems to go along with his personality and it it, it sounds very similar to other things we've heard gamers in the gamer community talk about, but how have you used this after, after you ran your first marathon, I I hadn't caught up on your blog after that, but how have you used this um, to inspire others to achieve their goals, Tony?
2: You know, I am endorphin dude. And this whole, it's its so funny because I never planned for any of this to happen. It just kind of did. My friend gave me the cape as a gag gift. I wore it, you know, on a race to a race one day, did it. And it's kind of like, it's that whole mentality of saving the world one couch potato at a time. <laughs> I know what it's like to be laying down on your living room floor, clutching on to your the side of your body, your heart, thinking you're having a heart attack, because I've been there, and I don't ever want any other human being to ever experience that. So it is my goal to show people that, hey, running a marathon, not just a marathon, running a 5K, 10K, running can be a lot of fun. I mean, if if someone like me can don a cape, uh, the custom headband, and get out there and do it, and complete 26.2 miles, I'm not the fastest in the pack. I'm usually in the back of the pack, but I get the job done. So um, it, it really isn't about the finished time, it's about the finish line. And that's how I try to inspire people, letting people know that, no, you don't have to be an Olympian to complete a marathon. You look at me, I've done it, and I've done it 52 times in one year. I'm not saying go out there and run 52 marathons. I'm saying get off the couch. You know, get out there, walk your dog, play with your kids, uh, play ball or something. Get healthy. Don't Mm -hmm. just sit on that couch. Right.
1: Yeah, that was the other thing that I caught on your on your blog is you the the encouragement that hey, I finished. I started at A, and I got across at B. And that and you were so thrilled with that. Right. <laughs> and that Absolutely. That, with me, because I'm, a, I'm an achiever, it's like I won 100 on the test or I failed. <laughs> and to constantly have a reminder that when you're doing something really, really hard, and when you're doing something you've never done before, even something that uh, you don't know anything about or that you're afraid of, Stop and celebrate the success that definitely. you got off the couch. You know, definitely.
2: And what's really interesting is that what Regina was saying earlier about her um, her dance class and uh, visualizing the instructor and seeing it, uh, the stars and stuff. I still do that to this day. Do you know Regina? Do you know how many times um, toward the end of my titanium quest when I was like at you know marathon. 40, 41 42 and I knew I had an, another dozen to hit there were so many times out there in those later miles that I would see that game over uh, just like blinking how <laughs> so funny I seriously oh. and it was just because like like I said Donkey Kong throwing the barrels down right I got hit so many I got hit in the sciatic nerve by yeah, that Donkey Kong I, re- <laughs> I remember
0: when that happened and you were you know in a, in a, in a panic about finishing
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I fell, because of injuries, I fell 12 marathons behind. And so I had to make them up at the end of the year. So Mm. in the fall, I had to cram in six doubles and two triples, um, Mm -hmm. meaning a double is a marathon on Saturday and a marathon on Sunday, and a triple is three marathons um, in a row in three days. I had to squeeze all this in And Endorphin Dude is an avatar. That's what I am. Yeah, exactly. An avatar running through this uh, game environment, um, getting from one mile to the next mile to the next mile. Sometimes I don't have those aid stations. I have to find my own nutrition, (laughs) so (laughs) my own water, my own nutrition. So it really was toward the end I could see that game over just blinking, blinking. And then once I cross that finish line, I would get that re- the energy to go to the next uh, marathon. Mm-hmm. So I I've related to the whole gamification process throughout the whole year, mm-hmm. and I I would see all my nemesis out there. My nemesis is being like the injuries and right. uh, Mother Nature throwing uh, uh, like a curveball at me, making uh, it like 102 degrees out or giving me a right. snowstorm. Yeah. So <laughs> I've seen it all. I've been through it all. And at the end of the day, um, as Rhonda said, it's about that accomplishment. It. It sometimes you know, like in school, you know, yeah, everyone thrives to get an A, but I would I would rather get I would rather earn a hard earned C plus where I worked my butt off than to get an easy A. And this whole year, this past year has been about me working hard and I got it. I crossed the finish line 52 times.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I just think it's, I think it's a great way of creative thinking and creative problem solving. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a phenomenal story. I think you said, um, you mentioned there's going to be um, a book coming
2: out, maybe? Yes, yes. I am working on a book tentatively titled Endorphin Dude and the Titanium Cheweenie. Uh The <laughs> Chewini is my dog. That's the dog who <laughs> got me. Remember I told you at the top of the show I had that heart attack scare and I took my dog around a uh, walk for around the block. My dog, um, her name is Chewbacca. I know a lot of gamers out there are, are also Star Wars fans.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, my dog is. Um, she she really was. I, I owe a lot to her for getting me out there and getting healthy. So I'm writing a book about my uh, my experience uh, obtaining the titanium uh, to uh, obtaining a titanium. So 52 marathons in 52 weeks. That's what the book is going to be about. Nice. My struggle with it, and and you know there'll be. Uh, a, a chapter on gamification
0: <laughs> oh good good that's great that's great uh well i i sent to you both um actually Rhonda was the one who introduced me to this but i'm i'm curious i don't know if you had a chance to look at the link i sent you tony but the the zombies
2: run game did you yeah. did you take a look at that dude 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 i am so <laughs> into that i'm in fact that's that is on my schedule. I may um I know there's one in Portland coming up. Yeah. Maybe I'll come up and do that with you. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would you know I'm I I'm not a runner, but but I would do a zombie run. I, I would do a zombie run where there were people chasing zombies chasing
2: no, you know, for five K. Totally you should it. be a zombie. They have professional <laughs> makeup artists come in and they chase after them. Oh that would, so be, awesome. you, you the, oh, that would be great.
0: I would make a great zombie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but yeah that's definitely um yeah. I'm very curious about that one yeah. and um I, I really do want to do it, since I don't, I'm not under any pressure this year to complete any right. crazy goals no, like 52 and no. 52. So now you can just post on your success.
0: Year. Now you know you can just enjoy enjoy the, uh, the the knowledge of knowing that you finished and you exactly you, you set your goal and that you met it. But there's there's an there's actually a zombie application for um for an iPhone that's that's a game that that you progress the game. It's called Zombies Run game, and you actually progress the game by running.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. And and I and you I guess it uses your GPS and every time you go for a run, you know, you it, it's 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 talking in your headphones and telling you runner five, you're you know, you're going out for, for basic medical supplies today and you know, watch out for your zombies and then it's narrating the story of the game as you're running.
1: That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched the I watched the video promoting the app, and I, I have to admit, running is my absolute least favorite form of exercise. But that app made me want to run.
2: <laughs> hey, Rhonda, how about we run a marathon together, me and you? <laughs> <laughs> You can be my sidekick, endorphin Dudette.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I saw your your dudettes on your blog.
0: That was cool. You're rotating, you <laughs> rotating title. Well, and, yeah. then, and then one of the stories that uh, Tony didn't touch on this, and I, I, you know, but but I know from from Facebook and uh, his he's got a fan page. Everybody on on Facebook, I am endorphin dude. So you can like that. I'll link to that and to his blog on the site as well. But um I know that Tony got his sister into into um exercising and 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 half marathons at least, right?
2: My sister made an announcement 2 weeks ago saying she's going to train for her first full marathon. Oh, that's
0: so fantastic.
2: Oh my. And you you know my sister. You've mm-hmm. you've known her since high school. Mm-hmm. I'm just so proud of her. She really she gave me every excuse in the book. I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm never going to finish and I just kind of like I signed her up. I, I registered. I said, "Okay, I signed you up. If you don't do it, then you owe me a hundred bucks." <laughs> <laughs> oh. She did her first one and um, realized that she got from point A to point B, crossed the finish line, and started training, lost a uh, good chunk of weight, and. She's really um, going hard at it now, and she has a half marathon this weekend uh, down fantastic. here in uh, Northern California. So she's really excited about that. So, oh, and great. I'm going to be up in your area, uh, Regina. I'm going to be up in Tacoma this weekend to run the Tacoma Marathon. Oh,
0: fantastic! That's you know, <laughs> that's just a couple of hours away. Well, hopefully, it, it, if the weather stays as it's been, you're going to have a nice, overcast, you know, not cold, not hot Sweet. days, which is probably perfect for you sweet
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so if you're Northwest. not if you don't have any um running goals um or, or giant running goals for this year what are your goals for
2: this year um is it are you concentrating your efforts on the book my goals are not a yearly goal it's a lifelong uh, goal and that lifelong goal is to remain healthy and happy physically and mentally and so i I'm not pursuing any crazy goals of 52 marathons, 52 weeks, but I'm still running a lot of half marathons and a marathon here and there and a and 100-miler here and there too. <laughs> I have my first 100-miler coming up Memorial Day weekend, oh my goodness. so uh, 28 hours to run 100 miles. So oh um, wish me luck with that one. That'll wow. be my yeah. first 100-miler. <laughs> I will
0: be cheering for you for that. Yeah, yeah. But
2: yeah, it's, it's all about staying healthy. I hate needles And I hated injecting insulin into my system. I was um, an insulin-dependent type 2 diabetic adult, and I just don't like shooting insulin into my system. And so I think about that needle all the time. And that's what helps me to get through training, through exercising, and things like that. So to answer your question, what are my goals for this year? My goals for this year are what my goals are for my life, which is to stay healthy, happy, stay active, and not... Not fall fall asleep on that couch for over forty eight hours anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, Tony. Truly, truly an inspiring story, an inspiring friend for sure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
1: thanks so much, Tony. Yeah. I, I I was really looking forward to talking to you today.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I I, I as soon as I saw and and I knew that you know this was uh, that the gaming had sort of interacted with this. I was just fascinated at how. You know, we we take the things that we enjoy and and we can make them even more pleasurable (laughs) or the things that we dread doing and making them more fun by by making, you know, making a little bit of a game of it.
2: So, you know, and I I think back to like if I didn't spend those long hours on the living room floor playing Pac-Man, I don't know what approach I would have taken with my Titanium Quest because I would not have known how to do it any other way. It it was all about the video game. I don't think I could have done it any other way.
0: That's fantastic. And, and I love, you know, in your definition, you know, of, of a gamer as being someone who's goal-oriented, I think is, is a really great addition for us to, to this ongoing discussion that we're having about what it means to be a gamer and ha- to define yourself as a gamer and to use this as a, you know, as a great example of uh, turning, turning something in your life completely around with, with game mechanics. So <laughs> so thank you for that, Tony. That's
2: fantastic. any thank other you. Do
0: you have any other comments, questions? questions? Questions or ideas anybody wants to sort of
2: talk about? Yeah, I I just want to throw out there that, um, you know, never say can't, you know, I mean, can't just means won't. And I, you know, when I was unhealthy and thought I was having a heart attack, I I really did think that my time was up. And so I just kind of had to like change the way I thought and really got out there and just did it. I mean, my very first T- the very first time I ran, it was hard because I got tired out after half a mile and had to walk. And that's okay. So I just want to let people know out there, you know, don't don't get too bogged down with um, with that. You just get out there and do it. Don't think about what other people are thinking. Get out there, get healthy, and in the end, you'll be happy.
0: You know, I, uh, Tony, I just remembered this. And when I was working on the dissertation and I had those moments of, oh, my God, I don't – I don't think I can do this. You, you were in the process of running your first marathons when I was at sort of the, some of the hardest moments I had in finishing. And I remember making my status update at one point. I just realized that writing a dissertation is running a marathon and not running a sprint.
2: I think I commented on that you I did totally comment on
0: it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was inspired by you and and part of a part of that image for me really ended up resonating you know it, it it's it can be a real haul to sort of put yourself in a place where you're working on a project independently and you don't have a lot of sort of input and help I mean you know I had I had a supportive committee and and a dissertation advisor that was fantastic, but you're you're still alone in the process of the writing and Mm -hmm. you know, I I always I always thought, you know, one word at a time (laughs) Uh you know, one page at a time and and, you know, and it's the same thing, you know, and I didn't I didn't give up, you know, which, you know, I I, there were many times I wanted to. So that that same spirit of that same idea of it just takes that one, you know, one block at a time, walk one block one night, walk two blocks the next night whatever you're going to do to sort of get yourself into
2: it and doing it. So, and if you see the game over sign, just keep blinking. You just keep going. Yeah. You just get, you find your way to get to that power pellet. Yep. Don't let that game over go solid. You know? exactly. So, yeah. exactly.
0: Exactly. Run through it. Like it's the banner at the end, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's the run through it. Like it's the, uh, the finish line is you're crossing it, <laughs> no matter what it is you want to do. So thank you. Thank you. Great. Great stuff. So thank you for listening to our, our gamification episode. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about gamification in um, another couple of episodes. We'll, we'll sort of have uh, every now and then I think we'll, we'll touch back on this topic since it is sort of a, a hot topic right now. Um, if you're interested in reading more about Tony's um, journey to titanium awesomeness, uh, <laughs> check out his website at endorphindude.com. And don't forget to remove the dashes and comment on this podcast at gameongirl.com. This podcast was recorded with Audacity. And the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. And until next time, get out and take a run. If that's your thing, go for a walk, do some dancing, and don't forget to game on.